Most of the time, we're looking for a strategy outside of ourselves. What am I supposed to do to get this result that I want? And that's only going to give you about 20% of your success. 80% of success actually comes from inside. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Ignite Management Services and Liberty Strength. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. Also, I want to remind you that the Qualified Leadership Book Series, which includes all three of my best-selling leadership books, is now available on my website at johnsrenny.com. You get all three books for 15% off the Amazon and Barnes & Noble price, but this offer is only available on my website. This is a perfect Christmas gift for the leader or future leader in your family, so check it out at johnsrenny.com. Well, that is it. Today we're going to be talking about how to be a courageously authentic leader, and my guest is retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Tina Parker. If you've ever felt like you were meant for more than what you're currently doing, but you keep doing the same thing anyway, you might be stuck in autopilot. You are not leading authentically. You're just going through the motions. Well, Tina helps us understand how to get out of this trap and on to our true authentic mission. This was an insightful conversation that I know you'll love. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tina Parker. Tina is the founder of Lead Outside the Lines, where she brings her unique heart-centered science-backed approach to leadership development. As a retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, former C-suite executive, a founder of multiple businesses, she knows the relentless demands and pressures of leading in a rapidly evolving world with a master's degree in leadership and a certification in neuroencoding, brain health, and transformational mindset. Tina has become a trusted guide for hundreds of ambitious leaders. Tina helps leaders unleash the courageously authentic leaders within and designs a clear pathway to transform their greatest visions into meaningful impact. I'm excited to have her on the show to learn how we can all become courageously authentic leaders. So Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. It is good to meet you, and uh, it's it's an honor to have another veteran in the leadership space uh, on the show. And um, I'm really excited to learn from from your background, your experience, the things that you're working on. But uh, first of all, I want to start off with um, how did Lead Outside the Lines come about? How did you start that business? Yeah, so it actually is is interesting because I think we all have a pathway that sometimes we don't recognize right away. Yeah. Right. Everything that we're doing in our life leads us to where we are. Um, and for me, there was one day about 12 years ago that, um, I pretty much just drove to work on autopilot. Right. I think a lot of us kind of look at you go somewhere and you're like, wait a minute, how did I actually get here? (laughs) Cause your mind is everywhere else. Right. 
And so I pulled in and I was pretty much on autopilot and I went, oh gosh. And then I thought to myself, I'm kind of living my life this way. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not just me driving to work. Like, what the heck is going on? How did I get where I am? And the reason I was thinking that is because like, I think a lot of your leaders all in at work, doing all the things, right? Getting the master's degree, serving in the reserve at the time, director of communication for an operations center for Homeland Security. I'm like all in. And then in my personal life, I was like, what is happening here? This is not working. It's not aligned and in congruence. And what woke me up to that is I lost a child, had a child, beat cancer, got divorced, all in like four years. <laughs> and I thought, okay, something's not working here, right? And so I just went on this journey of what's going, what do I really want? Because mm. I think a lot of our, a lot of the times as leaders, we're all in on the work and we're really focused on the work and we don't really tune into what is it that's fueling my soul? What mm. is it that I really want to be doing here? Because this is not it in my personal life. And so basically just went on this journey of discovery. And that's where the brain health and the transformational mindset, right? And the neuroencoding, like how are we wired as people? Why is it that I know I'm meant for more than what I'm doing, but I keep doing the same old thing? Right? That is really interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. You know, it's funny because we talk about it you know, before we press record is that I, I, I mentioned I did a lot 22 years in corporate and I felt that misalignment between my values and, and the corporate values. And it, it felt like the, the longer I was in, the more I felt disconnected with um, the way the corporations want to be lead. I didn't feel it was the, the right way to treat people and, and, um, and it was really hard. And so eventually I had, I left and started my own company, but I think a lot of leaders, like you say, they're sort of in it. They, they're, they're on autopilot. I love that expression. So they're just kind of going to work every day, doing, going through the motions. And, and maybe there's a separation happening like me. It wasn't a ha didn't happen overnight, but over time, there was a separation between my value set and what the company wanted me to do. And that, that, that eventually got to the point where I had to, I had to leave. And, uh, yeah. and I had to go find my North Star. And I think a lot of people don't do that. I think they, they ride it. They ride it way too long. And sounds like you, you got it kind of early on and you're like, let's figure this thing out. Well, and I'm thankful that I did. And part of the reason I did is because I started to see mm. these leaders who they were amazing people and they had so much to offer and they still do, but I would see them like just stuck in this box. Yes. And I started to feel like that. Like, I'm stuck in this box and I'm doing good work and I really shouldn't feel guilty. You know, I feel guilty about feeling like there's more here. Mm. And I think a lot of people do. But when we really just tap into who am I? What, what is my gift? What do I really want to bring to the world? And am I living and leading in alignment with that, that gift? And when we realize we're not, we have a choice. And that's where lead outside the lines came from. It's like, you can stay stuck in the box and you'd probably be okay. Is that what you want? Mm. Do you want to just be okay? Yeah. Do you really want to show up as your courageously authentic self, bringing your gifts to the table, creating space for others around you to do the same? Because one of the things that we don't ever really recognize is when we keep ourselves stuck in a box Everybody else around us, that's the expectation that they have too. 
They keep themselves in a box. And then as leaders, we're like, why aren't you bringing me your best ideas? Why aren't you seeing these possibilities and opportunities in front of you? Well, it's because we're not doing that either. Right. Do what we do, not what we say. Mm, I love it. That's great. And and it makes sense. The name of your company, Lead Outside the Line. So that's what we're doing. We're getting outside that box on this episode. So uh, you mentioned uh, courageously authentic leadership. Let's let's talk about it. What What does it mean to be a courageously authentic leader? Yes. So courageously authentic leaders, they they take their vision and they turn it into impact, right? So instead of going, I really want to do X, but I, I feel like I'm supposed to do Y, right? When we are checking the box, we're doing the shoulds and the supposed tos. And I like to say, stop shoulding all over yourselves. It's not a good look for anybody. Like I should be doing this, but I really want to be doing this. Courageously authentic leaders show up in a way where they unlock possibilities and opportunities. They ask generative questions. They allow themselves and others to really go into what am I meant to be on this planet for, right? And so I like to say there's really four C's around the courageously authentic leader. It's clarity, clarity of your vision and your identity because you can have a clear vision and still not be fully living into it. Okay, so having the clarity and then the courage to actually live into it, right? Cultivating that courage to step into the unknown and create something of value, Mm. right? And in order to do that, we get to get curious because what I find is for so many of us, and I did this myself, like there's no shame in this at all, but we go into judgment mode instead of curiosity mode. Mm. And the way that plays out, like, we'll be like, oh, well, who am I to think that I could do that, right? Instead of going, well, how might I make that work? Like, there's a completely different way to show up in curiosity. And it actually triggers your brain to come up with ideas. Judgment shuts you down. Curiosity opens you up. Mm. And it's the same with the people that you're leading, right? And then the next, the fourth C is connection. Connecting to yourself and what's most important and connecting with others where they feel seen, heard, and valued, because that's when they're going to show up at their best. And it's when you're going to show up at your best. Mm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. These these three things just really do make sense. Uh, the one thing I wanted to just comment on is curious, because I think that's one that can really open up a lot of things for people, especially as we deal with, with, with uh, you know, we deal with people in the workforce. I think one of the areas that I, what I saw, at least a lot of corporate managers, they, they weren't curious. They are like, oh, a shop floor worker would come up with a problem and they would say, ah, you know, they would judge, as you said, judge before they would listen. And so they would say, well, that's just a shop floor worker. He works the press break. What, what would he know? You know? And so you sort of made a judgment call before you actually are curious to say, you know, what have, what have you seen? And, and I love the idea of curiosity. I think more leaders need to be curious and to be able to say, you know, tell me more. I think that's a, that's something we, we, we don't do enough of because we're busy. We think we know the way our companies work. And so we sort of just dismiss ideas that come from kind of strange sources. But I think curiosity is a great um, trait for leaders. So I just wanted to comment on it because I really do think I've been thinking about curiosity lately. And I think that's one that um, really I think the mark of a great leader is to be curious and to ask questions and to listen and to be reflective. And I think those are, those are good, 
good uh, skill sets to have. Absolutely. And that reflection is something we don't usually give ourselves enough grace to have. Yeah. But that's when you get the ingenious ideas. That's yeah. when you get to tap into embodying leadership, not just knowing it in your head. Because mm-hmm. there's a difference. Like, I know what to do. Actually, if you're a really good leader, you probably don't. Mm-hmm. You evoke the ideas from other people and elevate them in a way that's different, right? That's what curious leaders do. And I love that you said, tell me more. Because yeah. that's actually the three words that give you more credibility as a leader and open up possibilities. And people think, how is that giving me more credibility? Like, it doesn't that show me that I don't know what I'm talking about? Mm. Nobody expects you to have all the answers. And if you do, they don't want to be around you because what are they of use for? Right, right. Right. And so when you're like, tell me more, it really evokes people to go deeper. And that's when they get their great ideas and they're actually feeling comfortable enough to share it because you're listening Mm -hmm. as a leader. You're actually invested in pulling out the goodness in them and they can feel that. And it gives you more credibility because people believe what they tell you more than they believe what you tell them. Mm, yes, yes. We love to hear our own voice. We love to hear exactly. we love we love to hear our own voice. We love to hear our name being called. So it's it's yeah, it's I think that's 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 very important. And again, I think the idea is that you even if you're an extremely competent leader, and you, like myself, I've been doing this kind of work for 30 years, but I still I'm amazed at the ideas that my employees come up with that I never would have come up with. So I that's why I always stay curious. And I don't, um, you know, squash an idea in the beginning, I, you know, just because I'm curious. I'm like, all right, let me hear, let me hear, you know, tell me what, tell me more. I'll hear you out. And I think yeah. a lot of times you're like, oh, that's brilliant. I, and I never thought of that. Or, or because I've been in the industry 30 years, I didn't think that this was a possibility. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I think as older managers, I think we need to listen to younger people because they're seeing the world in a whole different way than we see the world. I grew up without internet, right? <laughs> so, so, so I have a different perspective on things versus, you know, some of the my newer employees that are recent college college graduates. They see the world completely different. So, I really do appreciate their input and their insight. Yeah, absolutely. And that's they grew up in the digital world. Yeah, right? we grew up in the analog world, and we're kind of trying to migrate over, right? Right. So. They're going to see things differently. And, and I'd love to just share something with you and you, you, you and your listeners, I think, especially those who've been in the military, could really appreciate this. Um, in 2019, I became part of the um, initial cohort for AFWorks, which is the Air Force Innovation Catalyst. And we were, we were charged with doing things differently in a huge bu- bureaucracy, right? You know the bureaucracy oh, of yeah. the military. In some large corporations, it's very similar. But what was fascinating is this group of people who migrated together to really do think differently. We're like crazy ideas, throw them out. If it sounds like ridiculous, great. Let's see where that leads, you know? And so we really created this momentum around thinking outside the box and bringing together things that you wouldn't normally think would come together. Like garage tinkerers and small business, we said, hey, what do you have that you think could help the military? Instead of us saying, we need X. Like, how do we know what we need? Maybe we don't, right? We don't know what's out there. And so in doing that and changing this whole way of bringing small contractors, small businesses in, as well as giving airmen a voice, you talked about the young people being able to bring their ideas, 
We created a crowdsourcing platform where young people could go in and say, hey, I saw this. I think we could do this better. And people could upvote it. And it was amazing what happened. 3,000 small businesses came in to work with the government that never would have before. We had 10%, 60,000 airmen putting their voices out there saying, I think we could do this better, right? And Fast Company actually recognized this as the number 16 most innovative workplaces in the world. Oh, wow. Government agency. Yeah, that's crazy. But it all started with this group of people and senior leadership being on board. Right. To change the way that we were thinking about things. Now, we didn't do a massive overhaul and change everything. But the things that we could make a difference in, it happened because of a different way of approaching leadership. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. As a leader, you're responsible for the mission and the people assigned to you. Regardless of the size of your team, employees are depending on you for their lives and careers. For the sake of your team and the people who entrust you with this role, you need to master the skills to become a great leader. Best-selling leadership author John Rennie is proud to introduce the Qualified Leadership Book Series. This new series teaches you how to become a people-centered leader. Great leaders know that employees who are respected, appreciated, and allowed to grow will go the extra mile. These books provide real-world leadership wisdom written from a hands-on perspective. If you want to be a more effective leader, this is the one book series you should read this year. This three-book series contains the following best-selling leadership books. I Have the Watch, You Have the Watch, and All in the Same Boat for one low price of $39.99. Begin your journey to become a leader worth following. Go to johnsrenny.com and get your order in today. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool. This is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger at Liberty Strength. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. Your energy skyrockets, your sleep improves, your confidence increases, and more. But how can you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best people for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put liberty strength in your corner. Jeremy and his team will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. 
I've worked with Liberty Strength for the past two years, and I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm still hitting strength personal records at 56 years old. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at LibertyStrengthTX.com to find out more and get your initial consultation schedule with him today. I love it. I love it. And, and you know, who, who says uh, elephants can't dance, right? So, exactly. <laughs> so I love it when you can get we can get the government to get creative and get innovative, then um, you can do it in any organization. So that's a great that's a great example of that for sure. Uh, one thing to just go back to leadership. So you say that uh, many leaders, most leaders never really reach their full potential uh, because they ignore what creates 80 percent of their success. So explain what you mean by that. Yeah, I'd love to. And it goes back to what we're talking about here. Most of the time, we're looking for a strategy outside of ourselves. What am I supposed to do to get this result that I want? And that's only going to give you about 20% of your success. 80% of success actually comes from inside. It's your psychology, your thoughts, feelings, beliefs around something. And so a lot of times people are like, well, I don't really get how that works. So I will explain what I mean by that is, so I had a client. Um, he was a venture capitalist, very successful, but he wanted to put out a different way of doing things. And he was like, I'm an expert in deep tech. I'm like, cool. That's great. He goes, so I want to post on LinkedIn more. Like he went straight to strategy. I'm like, okay, that's not that hard. And most people don't wake up in the morning and go, I'd really just love to spend hours on social. Right. So I was like, what's underneath that? He goes, I want people to understand what the possibilities are in deep tech. He goes, and I have a background that most don't. And I'm like, okay, I'm sold. What's the problem? He goes, I don't like to talk about myself. Mm, Yes. It wasn't the strategy. We could have spent hours going, say this, say this, say this on LinkedIn. And he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. He just would not have done it. And so we stop ourselves from actually doing the things we know we're supposed to be doing because of thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that we have about things. So how that came about is I said, okay, so you don't like talking about yourself. And I would love for your listeners to think about this question whenever something like this comes up for them. I said, what do you believe about people who talk about themselves? Mm. And right away, without hesitation, he's like, oh, they're total jerks. I was like, Mm. are you a jerk? He's like, no. And he's not. He's really great. And like the light bulb went off. He goes, oh my gosh, that's why I'm not putting this out to people. I don't want to be seen like that. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. How might we, how might you communicate your value in a way where it's not you feeling like this sleazy snake oil salesman, right? But you are showing, you're bringing value to people that they need, Mm. that they may not be able to get elsewhere, right? Until we could unlock what that belief was, he would never have done it. He would have been he had been stifled. We get that feeling, right? That stifled, stuck feeling. The minute that he started to talk about it, though, two investors who had been standing on the sidelines for a couple of years were like, let's do this. And they started their own venture fund for deep tech. And hey, that's cool. That's neat. That's why. Like the 80% yeah. is already in us. We just yeah. need to unlock it. I love that. I, and I think, you know, as a as a 50 year old, I'm 56. And in, you know, in the last eight years, I've, I've started, started a business. I've, uh, I started a successful podcast. I wrote three best-selling books. 
Um, I'm working on my doctorate right now. And what I would, you know, what I would say is like, you're, it's, you're not too young, but your mindset could turn you off to that. But, but what I'm saying is you're, you're never too old to start something that you've never done before, because I can tell you all those things that I just mentioned, I've never done before, never done before. But, and I think there's a voice in your head that says, well, who are you to start a podcast? Who are you to write a book? Who are you? But I think that, um, yeah, if you can kind of put a little, put a little water on that fire and get out there, uh, you never know what the possibilities are. And it sounds like your client found things that, you know, had, had some success in some areas he didn't expect. So he, he got over that, that hurdle in his mind and he ended up having something, some external success that he wasn't even expecting. And I, and that's what I love about that is you're right. We have a lot of mental blocks that prevent us from who am I to whatever, uh, whatever it might be. And, um, and I would just say those who are listening in, you know, you know, who are you? You are someone important, right? If you're listening to this podcast, you take leadership seriously. <laughs> and so yeah, people want to hear your voice. They want, we want you in the fight. So don't think that you're, uh, you know, not qualified to be able to talk about leadership and talk about the things that, that are important to you. So I love that idea of getting over those things, those hurdles that are in our mind. Uh, if we want yeah. to achieve our goals, I love that. Because yeah. that's where we stop ourselves. Yes. Because yeah. most dreams die because of fear, not because of failure. Mm, yes. Right. We have something in us that needs to come out and people yes. want to hear your voice, just like you said. And our whole life has been stepping stones up to where we are. It's not just because you have a certification here, you have a degree there. Like we have life experience that can help people. Yeah. And when we get the, when we let the inner critic take over, all of that just sort of dies. But most of us still feel that flicker, right? You feel that little oh, yeah. spark in your belly and you're like, oh, come on, it needs to be a flame. You just got to get out of your own way and it'll light up. I love it. I love it. That's great advice, listeners. I hope you're writing that down. If you're in your car, <laughs> please don't write that down. <laughs> so one of the things I was talking about, you know, the world is is changing quickly. We, we, we've seen a lot of things in the past five years that are almost unprecedented. Uh, now we've got, you know, we've just got over a pandemic. Now we've got wars, we've got inflation, we've got, um, you know, global conflict. We have a lot of challenges. So my question to you is, what do business leaders need to stop doing and then start focusing on if they want to better navigate the world that we're kind of in right now? Oh, such a good question. So we're naturally wired to look at what's wrong. Yes. Our brain's mission statement is to keep us safe, comfortable, and expend the least amount of energy to do it. Right. Right? And so... Things that are unknown and things that are changing so quickly, our brain recognizes that as, oh, that's danger because I don't know what's on the other side, right? And so that's when the inner critic comes in and that's when our inner talk comes in and stops us from doing things. So when we're focused on what's wrong, what's not working, we actually get more of that. Mm -hmm. And we don't open up possibilities and opportunities to what is out there. And so if we can stop focusing on what's wrong, and start focusing on what we want to create, what's going well, it actually shifts your brain into recognizing more of those things, mm. right? And it's, it's interesting because we have this thing called a reticular activating system in our brain. And if you've ever bought a new car, 
then you know what this is because like we just brought a new truck and it's bright blue and it's a weird color blue. And I was like, gosh, that's so different. But the minute that we bought it and it's now in my awareness. Yes. Like there's so many of these cars on the road, but I didn't see it. Yes. Right. And so when we're only focused, we focus on what we hold in our purview and then we only see that. When we can go, what's really working here? What's possible? It goes back to that curiosity and the questions that we ask. Because the questions that we ask will create our reality. Mm. And if we're asking what's wrong, we're only looking at what's wrong. That's what you're going to see. If we're asking what's possible, what's going really well that I really want more of, then we start to notice those things. And we show up differently around other people and invite them to do the same when we make those shifts internally. Yeah, this is really important. I do think that there's something to be said about this idea of, you know, I would say almost a victim mindset. When everything's coming at you, you're like, oh, what was me? This is terrible. I can't do X, Y, and Z versus the idea of like, okay, well, that's happening. What could I do differently? You know, how can I, how can I, you know, the winds have shifted. How can I change my sails and get more speed out of this what I'm trying to do. And I think your successful leaders, your successful entrepreneurs are the ones that can sense, they can see the shifting winds and they can, they just adjust their sails and they move right along. And, you know, I, I like, I've been doing a lot of research on, on resilient organizations lately. And I think that the, the resilient organizations, they're not less affected by external events. They're, they're just as affected as other organizations but they're able to make the shifts, make the changes, roll with the punches. And, 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 and then what I've been learning about is anti-fragile organizations, which actually succeed when they're under pressure. So they, so they turn this, whatever the external event is, they turn it into an opportunity to where they can actually grow their businesses. And so I think we need to be thinking about that instead of being a victim mindset, what are you going to do to take, to, to, to act on what you see happening? versus just sitting back and letting it happen to you. So I love that idea. Yeah, I love that idea. Very, very important. Well, and circumstances are going to happen. Like life is going to happen. Yeah. Right. And so for those of us that are like, oh, well, I can't do such and such because this happened to me. No, it didn't happen to you. Mm. You created an experience because of the meaning that you gave it. Yes. Right. And now if that opportunity was no longer just the circumstance that happened to me. It was like, oh, well, how might I use that to move forward? You have changed the experience around that same circumstance, but it's still here. Yes, yes, yeah. I love that. I love that. Such an important concept. And I think think more and more leaders need to to take that approach and versus just, okay, well, nothing I can do about it. Uh, You know, it's terrible, (laughs) but okay, no. Make that shift. Yeah, in your now mind. what? Now what? Exactly. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the, one of the things about leadership is uh, vision. So you you say that vision is really important. So how is vision important for fueling a leader's growth and their future success? Oh, so vision is actually everything, mm. and part of it is the way that our brains are wired. Right, okay. our brains actually think in images. So just like I said with the car right? If that was not within an image of my mind, I'm not seeing it. It's the same with possibilities and opportunities. We have opportunities around us all the time to move forward in the direction that we really want to move forward. 
The problem is most people are not really clear on what that vision is that they want, right? And so their brain is filtering stuff out. I mean, think about what would happen if your brain fully processed the billions of pieces of data that we're confronted with every day. Like it would, we would shut down, right? So it can't. So it filters what's within your purview. And so if you are really clear on what your vision is, what is it that I want to create? What's in my heart? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? You know, when you really have this clear vision in your mind about what you want to create and where you want to be in your life, you actually start to recognize opportunities that are aligned with that vision. Mm. And you can start to assess, is that aligned with it? Is that aligned with it? Right? And we also burn ourselves out by trying to do all the stuff. Well, if you are clear on where you're going and why you want to get there and what it looks like, you're not going to waste time on things that are not aligned with that. But it's when we don't have that vision that we swirl around in confusion, right? It goes back to the clarity of the four C's, right? We swirl around in confusion. We do a, a whole bunch of stuff. Gosh, I'm so busy. I don't have time for anything else. What are you actually busy doing? Yeah. Is it moving you toward where you want to be? And if you can't answer that, it's probably because you're not really clear on where it is you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that vision is so important. It is the key thing. It's the place to start. First, you got to start with your own internal structure. Right. right? Get your psychology right. And then get your vision super clear. You will start moving in that direction. So what if a leader's got this great idea for a vision? but doesn't know how to make it happen. Okay. I've got something for them. (laughs) So I actually, I'm going to give you guys a link to a micro guide that I've pulled together because this is the key thing that I find people struggle with. Okay. So there's some questions, six questions, not a big deal, right? Anybody can do six questions to really help you get clear on what is that vision and why is it important to me? And then There's two questions to help you unlock possibilities and opportunities around that vision. And then two questions to help you start taking aligned action in that direction. Mm. So I will give you that link. I'd love to be able to put it in the show notes for people to go in and get that micro guide because it's just that one, open up one little thing and you will be amazed at what else becomes possible for you. All right. We're going to put a link in the show notes for that. So go down. You can see that in the notes below. There'll be a link for that. Uh, so that will help you get your get, you know, understand what your vision is, but then how you take the next steps. So don't get stuck. Yes. You got a great idea, got a great vision. Um, but this is a way to, yeah, take it to the next level. Um, Absolutely. So what are you working on these days? So we actually, we run a mastermind for visionary leaders, executives and entrepreneurs who are ready to unlock those possibilities and opportunities so they can transform their vision into meaningful impact. So we're running that next cohort starting in February. But what we found is it's so the structure, the framework, our framework is called Scale Up. It's the structure, right? We've been talking about the inner structure, the clarity and alignment, showing up as a creative leader, not a reactive leader, engaging with others to create that connection, and then maintaining that momentum with unique positioning and ultimate performance. So that scale up, we're actually creating that into a digital content, digital format. So folks that may not have the time or just may not be ready to go full in on the mastermind experience to create it, but they want to take that next step. 
We're going to be offering that up in the next few months as well. So we're really excited for the opportunities to be able to help folks step into their courageously authentic selves so that they can lead in a way that is aligned with them and creates value. Oh, that's great. Now, and all that information as it comes available will be on your website? Absolutely. Anybody can go to leadoutsidethelines.com and we'll have it there on the website. I would love to connect with folks too on LinkedIn. I don't know if you're on LinkedIn. John, you are on LinkedIn, of course. We found you there. So yeah. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes, we're connected. So it's such a great space to be able to connect with folks and just see what they're up to. Um, so I'm on LinkedIn, Tina Parker or TP Sunshine probably shows up as TP Sunshine. <laughs> um, I'd love to connect there too. Absolutely. We're going to put links in the show notes for uh, for Tina's resources. And again, these are free resources. You can go out there, you reach out. So you can reach out to Tina. If something in this episode, for example, really sparked your uh, interest or sparked your imagination or you want, you're want you curious, you want to know more, then I, I really encourage you to, to uh, connect with Tina and she can help you out. Go to her website. It's filled with a lot of great information. And again, this mastermind uh, uh, series that she has, you can be a part of that or Eventually, that's going to be a digital option, and you can get that as well. So, but so stay tuned, uh, stay connected to uh, to her website, which is in the link below, uh, and you'll be able to find out more. Uh, what final message would you like to leave with our listeners? The biggest thing is to trust yourself. Mm. Trust yourself. You know when you're out of alignment. You know, and you have a message people need to hear. You have a dream in your heart. You have a vision for what you want to do and how you want to live your life. And this is your only life. Mm. So I'm asking if your time is now, go take advantage of it. Go do what you need to do to lead the life you love now, not later. I absolutely love it. This has been a great conversation. Leaders, do you want to be a courageously authentic leader? I know I do. And, uh, and I know Tina has given us a lot of things to think about. Uh, to be able to get into that category. And if, and if you are one of those people that feel like you're stuck or you feel like you're living a, a life that's divergent from your belief system, uh, you've got, you got, you want to sort this out. Again, I, I highly encourage you to connect with Tina and she can help you straighten that out and you can become that authentic leader that you really were meant to be. So this has been a great episode. Tina, I thank, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing this unique perspective because I think you've given us a lot to think about today. Thank you, John, so much for having me on and for compiling these amazing listeners. I know you have an incredible audience. So thank you so much for letting me be a part of their lives today. Absolutely. You've added a lot of value. So thank you. Thanks. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In. 
the Spanish remixes out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production.